Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. Is there a burning desire within to share your creativity with the rest of the world? Do you insist on pursuing your passion by any means necessary? Then you are on an Excelsior journey and you are not alone. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. My name is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for listening to over 60 episodes, dealing with so many great people, sharing their stories, getting to let all of you know just how they are doing on their own Excelsior journey. It's been such an inspiring show. I am so grateful to all of you for sharing your stories and for all of you listeners for listening in for the rates, for the reviews, for the subscriptions, for the downloads, please keep them coming. Every one of them is so, so appreciated. Now, I'm not sure if any of you have seen the documentary that's, I believe it's still available on YouTube. It's called Ted, The Future We Will Create. And what it is, is a look behind the scenes at the great uh, Ted experience. A full weekend over in, I believe it's Monterey, California, where all the great minds come in, they collaborate, they instruct, they inspire. It's just a real, just a hub of amazing information. And for that uh, year that the documentary was being made, one of the guests was Pastor Rick Warren. And he said a little something that really struck me throughout all the years that, uh, after I've seen this. And it's simply this, is what he's saying is, what do you have that you've been given? Talent, background, education, freedom, resources. What are you doing with what you've been given? And then he says this, did you know that God smiles when you be you? And when you do what you're wired to do, he says, that's my boy, that's my girl. And that struck me in such a, in such a great way because it really means a lot to me knowing that the, th the sort of things that come easy to you, the things that feel like it's not really work, it's something that you get a real joy out of doing, that's what you've been wired to do. That is the direction that you should take yourself, whether it is a job or whether it's a gig or something to keep that passion going, keep yourself moving forward. That was a real inspiration for the whole Excelsior Journeys podcast in the first place, because it's all about finding your passion indulging it, moving forward with it, and using it to make everything around you more positive. And my guest for this week is a perfect example of that. Uh, Greta Brokaw grew up in a, in a spiritual home. Uh, she is uh, she's a family member of a pastor. And it was only several years after when she become an adult, that's when she really kind of embraced the fact that she should be in a should be operating in a spiritual format. And so in 2010, she, she created a wonderful program called Heart Medicine Devotions. And for the 10th anniversary of that program, she is here to tell us all about it. It is my privilege to welcome Greta Brokaw to the show. Greta, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on, George. And thank you very much for being here. So 
Um, before we go into your whole background, tell us a little bit about Heart Medicine Devotions that has now reached its 10th anniversary. Yes. I, I started writing uh, Heart Medicine Devotions after I heard a challenge at a missions conference. And, and it goes right back to the Rick Warren quote that you used, where uh, the speaker asked, is there anything that you've ever felt the Lord pushing you to do for him that you've just not done? Mm-hmm. And, and he challenged us to, to think of that thing and to pursue it. And uh, I had been a professional writer for years, but was doing more technical writing, business writing, marketing writing. Um, but mm-hmm. I, had, I had previously been a ghostwriter for a pastor when I worked at a church for a time. And I had loved writing devotionals, writing, uh, these were devotional radio spots that I had done, and it was something I had missed. So, uh, so that prompted me to go back to that and say, you know, this is something that the Lord put on my heart a long time ago. Maybe it's time to, uh, to sow that seed again. And so I, mm-hmm. I started writing heart medicine devotionals mm. and excellent. I would, I would send them out to basically anybody that I knew would not reject the email, you know, all of my friends, right. <laughs> all of my contacts just started building a list. And, um, and it just grew from there. And, uh, and I ended up uh, entering one into a writing contest for a self publishing company, and, uh, and won a self publishing package through the contest. And so then what had started as just writing regular devotionals and sending them out as emails turned into okay, now I have enough that I can put a book together. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's what really got the, the fire going really. Yes. Within. Yes. Fabulous. And, and so since then, I, I just finished in 2020, uh, I, I just finished the third volume of Heart Medicine Devotions. And um, so that's kind of been my process that I go through is just continuing to do one devotional at a time because there's a lot of study that goes into one of them I, I, mm-hmm. to, to make sure that they're biblically accurate. And, right. um, and then once I get enough to put together a, a collection for another book, I go ahead and I self-publish that. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Is there a, uh, which particular self-publishing house are you working with? Well, I had started with Zulon Press. That was where I won the contest in the beginning. And they, and they still do that where they have, I believe it's quarterly uh, writing contests, and mm-hmm. they also have some annual contests and so forth. And, um, so I did my, my first book with them and actually my second book as well. But, uh, then I discovered KDP through uh-huh. Amazon. Yes. Yep. Yes. Kindle direct and, publishing. Yep. Yes. And, and, you know, now that I'm kind of familiar with, uh, self-publishing, KDP mm-hmm. was a really good fit for me because I can, I can control the process a little more. Yep. Um, I'm in New York and Zulon presses in Florida. So while they were very good to me, it was, it was, there was kind of a disconnect sometimes with um, the planning for the books. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really enjoying working through KDP on Amazon and just kind of managing the whole process myself now. 
Excellent. This may be a little bit too far of an inside baseball question for our <laughs> listeners, but just curious, do you own your own ISBN? Uh, I have my first two ISBNs were issued through Zulon, and then the, the third one was issued through uh, Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, just a, just a, a, a little, a little tip, if I may offer it. Sure. Um, if you, if you go ahead and own your own ISBN through Bowkers.com, if you go ahead and purchase your own, yes. then you can use, you can use the same ISBN on both Amazon and Ingram Spark. And oh. Ingram Spark will get you into the bookstore catalogs. That will oh, get you into nice. say like Barnes and Noble. And if you're in the Barnes and Noble catalog, then that is already three quarters of the way through with getting a signing done over there. Oh. So, so even though brick and mortar stores have taken a hit, especially this year, right. because of COVID, they're still out there. And local bookstores are always working, willing to work with, uh, with local authors. Oh. So that is something that if you, you know, if, if you want to go in that direction, it's definitely something worth exploring. See, and I so appreciate that, George, because um, that has been a big piece of everything that I've done is just taking tips here and there, mm -hmm. researching things on Google. You know, when you're an indie, you're just always looking for the next opportunity and you, and Absolutely. you find out about them from all different sources. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I really appreciate that tip. I will definitely use that. Yes. And I hope that, that all of you other listeners that are looking to start up their own career as an author takes that to heart as well. Mm -hmm. I know that, I know that uh, KDP does offer their own ISBN. I know that that's free and I'm asking you to invest a little extra money because Bowker's is if I'm not mistaken, about uh, one hundred dollars for one bark for one ISBN number, one ISBN, or, or I think it's two hundred or so for ten. I, I, um, but oh, right. that is something definitely worth exploring, especially if you plan to do more than one book, because, like I said, bookstores are always willing to work with local authors, but the one thing that they're not one hundred percent willing to do is put money in Amazon's pocket since mm -hmm. they're the ones that are working so hard to put them out of business. So if you have if you have another option, if you have another avenue for the bookstores to order your books and go ahead and set it up and everything, they will go ahead and bring you in for signings to have their books your books on on their shelf mm -hmm. and work with you. In, in a really in a really interesting way, um, having having worked at Barnes and Noble for a period of time, mm -hmm. I can definitely say that they they do look for that. If they see that your book is out of stock in the Ingram warehouse, and if they see that they can only get it through Amazon, then that's gonna that that's gonna create a couple of roadblocks there for you. Yes, but if but if you work with Ingram Spark, you and you get work with them to get your books out there, then all of a sudden those, those doors are going to open because yes. you're making it a lot easier for the stores to order your books. So yeah, that's putting, fantastic advice. Cause it's easy mm -hmm. when you're in indie, it's easy to feel like I'm going to be selling these books out of my trunk for the rest of my life, you know? Exactly. So, so, so it's wonderful yep. to get those, that kind of advice that, that can help you uh, open a new door. 
yeah. that you didn't even know was there. Absolutely. So let's go back to go back to you, go back to your story, your own sure. Excelsior journey. And let's go back to what I always call the lightning bolt moment. The mm-hmm. moment that everyone has where you experience something, you read something, you see thing, and it just makes you think that is the path I want to go on. That is the life I want to leave. That is what I want to be. What was that moment for you? I, um, I did ministry alongside my parents for years. I was, um, I worked with them in their church and, uh, and, and had different opportunities. There was a great growth place for me and that, and, and my father was, was very entrepreneurial in the way that he did ministry. But then um, several years later, I got to work at what you would call a mega church. Uh-huh, and, yeah. and yes. And while I was there, I, um, they actually had me uh, sing and speak at uh at a women's event, a large women's event. And Mm -hmm. that was probably uh, one of the defining moments where I knew that this is something that I'm supposed to be doing. I had always, I had always uh, sung at my parents' church, but that was a much smaller church. And Mm -hmm. um, by the time I was working at the other church, I had come through some things personally um, that had really tested my faith really Mm -hmm. tested my relationship with the Lord. And when I came back to the Lord and then I got to speak at this event and share some of that, share Mm -hmm. some of what I had gone through. That was when I knew that I'm, I am meant to do this. I am, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and, and that's a wonderful thing spiritually to realize that you've made mistakes. You've been through some hard things, but they were not for naught. And there are people that, that need, uh, to hear your story. There are people that need the encouragement that, that you can give because you've been there. And, Mm -hmm. um, so, so that was a moment where I knew that I was meant to, uh, to, to share with women. And, and so I, I do it through writing, but I also do it through singing and, Mm -hmm. um, songwriting and speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, it's just this, um, this whole comprehensive package of just communicating mercy uh, to women and, and pointing women to uh, a life lived for the Lord and all the benefits that that will bring them in every area of their lives. Excellent. Excellent. When you said your father was entrepreneurial, what exactly did you mean by that? Uh, he, my father was one who, uh, got into ministry later in life. He was, Mm -hmm. um, he was an educator first of all. And, and so Mm -hmm. he was a lifelong learner and, um, started off as a, as a public school teacher and then moved into administration and everything. And he was not ordained as a Baptist minister until I was 11, So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so he went into it much later in life and, but he was completely sold out to the ministry. And so being older than most people who would go into the ministry, he really had to, um, carve his own path 
you know? Mm. And, and so he did that by uh, getting on the boards of different ministries. I remember one of the things that I grew up in Buffalo. So Mm -hmm. uh, he was on the board of the Buffalo city mission and uh, we would go there and he would do services at the mission for the, for the men that were there. And, but he was doing that because he was new to ministry. He needed, Mm -hmm. um, he needed a training ground. And he would take whatever training ground he could get and, uh, and worked with different people who mentored him, different pastors and so forth. And um, just kind of really ingrained that in me, that if you feel called to do something, uh, you need to take every opportunity that you can get your hands on to hone your craft, to learn from uh, people who have already established themselves to um, build relationships and find mentors. And uh, so, so that's something that my dad definitely passed along to me. Excellent. Excellent. And the things that you would talk about that really noted that uh, you noted that really kind of put you on the direction that, uh, that you were are now on is it anything that you feel comfortable talking about here or is it something that uh, you just wanted yeah, to keep? Yeah, with? I can talk about it. Um, when I was, um, when I was in my twenties, I, um, I came to a point where, uh, I, all of my friends were getting married. All of my friends were having kids. All of my friends were buying houses and, mm-hmm. um, and I had a great job and everything, but, um, I didn't have the, the relationship that I wanted and I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any prospects for marriage as, as crazy as that sounds or whatever, but that was a gnawing thing for me. And Mm -hmm. so, um, it, it, it pushed me to, you know, just go down a bad path where I left the Lord for a while and just kind of, uh, jumped into any relationship that I could get a hold of. And, uh, and, and really it just, it left me in a very bad place. I was, mm-hmm. I was, um, just a mess spiritually. I was just a mess emotionally. And, um, mm. and it took me a long time to find my way back. It took me a long time to find my way back. I got, um, stuck in, in an abusive relationship that was not good. And, and, um, and when I finally found my way back, Uh, I realized that the Lord was not done with me. There were times that I felt like, you know, I can never get back to the Lord because I knew better. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I had been, I had been raised in the church. I had been taught all the right things. I had great parents who loved me and believed in me and, and gave me everything that they could. And so, um, so I just felt very unforgivable you know? Mm. And, um, but the truth is that, that we're all unforgivable outside of the grace of God, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so, so I learned that I learned that, um, God's grace, God's mercy, God's forgiveness is available to everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and all I had to do was to turn around and, and, and leave behind the foolish choices that I have made and uh, start living for the Lord again. And, and as soon as I did that, I cannot tell you how my life started to change. And I cannot tell you how the Lord 
opened doors for me. I was in a, I was in a very dark place and very hopeless and trapped. And, and, you know, now here I am some 25 years later and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I'm, I have a wonderful husband. I have, um, a nine-year-old son, uh, and, and I have, I have a, a ministry that, that, you know, that reminds me of the hope that God has given me and allows me to pass that hope on to other women who are going mm-hmm. through things. So, um, so God's been very good to me. I, I can't say enough. And, and um, I know that if anyone is under the sound of my voice and they need that forgiveness, mm-hmm. that redemption, that opportunity to turn their life around, God will give that to you. There is, there is no pit so deep as Corey Ten Boom said that God's love is not deeper still. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So you said before that you made this decision to go on this path and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden doors started opening. What was that first opportunity for you that allowed that, that made you think as soon as soon as you as soon as that happened, it was just like, OK, I was right. He is right. This is where I should be going. Mm-hmm. What was um, that first one like for you? Uh, the the first one was um, probably when I had an opportunity to um, sing at a Christian conference. And mm-hmm. um, and so I was singing for a week at this at this um, Christian camp. and it provided me the opportunity to not only sing, but to also uh, do a little speaking around the singing and to provide um, my books as well. And it just, it was, it was the first time that I uh, was really like promoting my own ministry. You know, I had Mm. always been a part of somebody else's ministry and had always kind of backed that up. But now this was the first time where I was really able to share my story with Mm -hmm. um, people and, and, and share what the Lord was doing in my heart and what I, what I felt he was giving me rather Mm -hmm. than um, helping someone else to package their message, which is always a privilege. And I'm happy to do that. But, but there's no doubt in my mind that the Lord has brought me through some things that he wants, um, he wants me to, to share. And, and, uh, one of the great things that I found is that, you know, I, like I made reference before to selling books out of the trunk of my car forever. And, Mm -hmm. and, and that may happen, but, but for me, one of the most rewarding things is, is when I get that email from a woman, or I get that, uh, that note in the mail or somebody comes up to me after, after I speak or, uh, or, or calls me after they've read a devotional and, and they tell you how, you know, they were in such a terrible place and this really spoke to them. And that was just what I needed to hear. And, and, uh, or they, or they come to me for counseling or something like that. And, and, um, you know, those are the moments that really reinforce that, uh, that I just need to keep pressing on in, in what I'm doing because, um, the mm-hmm. Lord is using it, uh, on the days that I know he's using it. And on the days that I have no idea who's listening or who's reading or where it's going, he's right. using it all. 
and mm-hmm. and so I'm grateful for that. Absolutely, yeah. I, I in its own in its own little way, I kind of feel the same thing about this show. How mm-hmm. you never know, you know, like who is going to be listening and who is going to be inspired by the right kind of guest. That's why my guest list is as eclectic as it is. Yeah, um, you know, because there's everyone always has a everyone's not just like focused on like that one thing. There's always like something else that's going to grab them in its own way. So it really, it really does mean a lot to me whenever I hear something similar to that. When I hear that, that somebody was really taken by this particular interview that I had with this particular person. And I got a feeling that that's going to happen a lot this week. I just, I just have that feeling. Um, So what uh, so so that opportunity comes you were able to sing at this it was a conference right you said yes okay. yes it was a week long conference um and 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 basically uh you would sing twice a day at mm-hmm. services and do um do like a like a mini concert um yeah. twice a day and uh but there were so many women that came up to me there that mm-hmm. uh that just said the different different comments that I had made to set up the songs or different parts of my testimony or parts of my story that I had shared mm-hmm. really resonated with them. That um, it was it was kind of and and the crazy thing is my parents were there, and oh, wow. um, and so it was it was the first time that I felt like I was stepping out from under their ministry and and mm. and kind of starting my own and and it was just a real blessing to have them there too, because yeah. they had always encouraged me in that way. And, and mm-hmm. they knew long before I did what I was yeah. meant to do, you know, and, and that, that was a, a gift in itself. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, and in the end of, at the end of the day, that's what we, we hope that all parents are doing is, even though, even though they're not forcing it on you, they're at least giving you the tools so that when the time comes for you to make the decision, you're well prepared and you're able to just jump yes. right in. Yes, absolutely. So, and and my parents were great too in that uh, they knew I had made mistakes, but they never uh, made me feel like those mistakes voided any of the any of the good stuff that was in me yeah. and any yeah. of the, you know what I mean? Any of the gifts that the Lord had given me and, and mm-hmm. uh, the things that I had, that I had trained for and that I felt called to do, they, they just encouraged me through the good times and the bad. And I'm, I'm just very blessed by that. And, it, and it's a, it's a good reminder, I think for all of us that, um, you know, cause it, I, I would, I'm sure that that's part of any Indies journey is going through some failures, going through some, some moments of doubt and some hard times. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, th- I think that that's a big part of your podcast too, George, is just the fact that we need to remind ourselves, we need to have people and resources that remind us that, um, that, we're on this journey for a reason and it may have twists and turns, but those twists and turns in the end won't destroy it. They'll only make it richer. Yeah. They'll strengthen you. Yeah. If, if, if every, if everyone was able to walk a straight path to where they need to go, 
then it would be kind of boring. You know? Right. <laughs> and and if if it's going to be exactly as you pictured it when you started, then where where's the where's the growth in that? Right. So you need to go through these sort of strenuous times to really figure out who it is that you are. Absolutely. And I think uh, I remember um, in an interview during the making of Godfather three of all things, uh, George, <laughs> George Hamilton was talking about Francis Coppola and saying how sometimes you have to be forced into a corner in order to come back fighting the way you really should. Yes. And so that's what this is all about. You go through this adversity, you go through these hard times. And at the end of the day, they're going to make you what you are. And I, re I remember seeing a lot on social media how uh, there's everyone is saying how, like, if you can go back in time and fix one thing, what what would you fix? And I understand, like, the butterfly effect of things. Mm -hmm. And so and I know that at the end of the day, I have a an amazing wife and a and a beautiful daughter and, and living in a great house. And mm -hmm. I get to do this. Um, and I'm I have a terrific boss who supports, you know, supports what I what I do and. Um, and I, you know, like I love what I do and I love what, you know, what I'm doing here. So I, you know, as, as do I have my own regrets of things I didn't, didn't do? Sure. But I got here, so I must've done something right. 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 So, so, and, um, yeah. And knowing all of that, would you really change anything? Because, uh, you know, Romans eight twenty eight says that we know that all things work together for good to mm -hmm. those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So, so I truly believe that the Lord uses it all. And there are verses throughout the Bible that talk about how the Lord um, caused things to happen that were not sweet and wonderful things. They were, mm -hmm. they were things that he was using and, and that he was using to test people that he was using to grow people and to strengthen people. And, mm -hmm. and so um, I, I truly believe that about, about our path in life that, um, that all things do work together for good in the end, if, as long as we uh, allow God to use them for his purposes. There you go. Exactly. And so getting back to the, to the conference, you said that you, we're singing twice a day. Now, were you part of a, a choir? Were you doing your own performances? Did you have like the spotlight on you? Yes, or I was doing my own. I was, I've, I've been a um, solo singer since I was about 15 years old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And my, I, uh, my father pastored a small country church for many years. And, mm -hmm. um, and I was one of the few people there that was willing to get up and sing. And, mm -hmm. um, so my mother would bring home, uh, background tapes <laughs> from the Christian bookstore <laughs> and yeah. give them to me. And she brought home, uh, background tapes from like, uh, Sandy Patty and, you know, all of these Christian artists that were, that were big back then, the Gaithers and so forth. And, uh, one of the ones that, that she would bring me tapes from was Babby Mason, Mm -hmm. who uh i who i really loved her music and and she is like a a dove award winning songwriter and singer and and so i did covers of many of her songs and um 
you know, just as we talk about the different doors that open and the different opportunities, she's one who does a lot of supportive things for Christian indie artists. Mm. So, um, so I, uh, got her assistance with promoting my book recently and also with uh, promoting uh, some music that I've written. And, and mm-hmm. now I've started having a mentoring relationship with her where um, she's, she's assisting me with my songwriting and, um, and we're actually working on a, on a song together at this point. And, and to me, that's like another amazing thing that where the seed was planted some, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years ago when my mother was buying me tapes. And now I'm actually having uh, meetings with, with Babby Mason, with this Christian artist who's been around for decades, just mm-hmm. like I'm talking to you right now, George. And, 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 and she's helping me on, um, on my next journey, which is songwriting. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I, yeah, I've, the sort of things that I've experienced so far as being a host of the show mm-hmm. were things I never would have thought possible. Right. The sort, right. Of, the sort of connections that have come up as a result of this. I think it's, it really is something, you know, that uh, when, when you stop and think about it, you know, it really is something that uh, you just, once you find your, once you find your path and once you're on it and everything, mm-hmm. some, some amazing things will happen. Yes. Now you said, you said background tapes. What exactly does that mean? Is that just, oh, just like karaoke that, kind of thing? Or yeah, that... pretty much. Yes. It was karaoke before there was karaoke, you know? And, gotcha. um, and so, uh, so I would sing with taped backgrounds um, at the church and then also did that at, 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 different events and Christian conferences and other churches. And as I said before, my, my dad was entrepreneurial. So one of the Mm -hmm. things that he did before he got his own church, he he worked for different ministries and volunteered for different ministries. And, um, and as a result, he um, spoke and sang because my father was a singer too in Mm -hmm. in more than 60 churches before he got his own church and so uh that was the training ground for me as well with the singing because every time that he would speak at a church he would have me sing there and then when Mm -hmm. we got when he got his own church then I was pretty much the the primary singer there for many years and um yeah yeah so and and you know, going back to what we were saying about just trying different things, you really just have to have an open mind because, and you really just have to keep finding little things that you can do, I think, because your purpose is like the needle in the haystack and you got to keep going through the haystack and doing one little thing at a time until, uh, and you'll find things in there that, that don't seem like a big deal. Mm-hmm. but they can open other opportunities for you and um and just kind of just kind of snowball over time it's 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 really an exciting thing yeah yeah so i am i'm loving these these stories that you're telling about that first conference and how that really felt like that was the almost like the catalyst of everything mm-hmm. it was just like the um so so you have those performances you have that you know like so that that means you are basically you're out there on the stage you have the opportunity to tell your story which you do which is great because that is you being you that is you not 
trying to, you know, perform or, or speak or anything on behalf of someone else, you're speaking for you. You're speaking yes. for, for you that hopefully other people will be able to hear it, be inspired by it and want to, I guess, like invest maybe in what it is that you're, that, that you're doing. Yes. So what uh, was, was at that time that you already had your name, you already had the idea for what it is that this ministry was going to be, or was it something that kind of developed over time? Uh, heart medicine itself. I, I, I came up with the title heart medicine devotions uh, when I, when I first started writing the devotions and mm -hmm. uh, because it came from the verse um, Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine but a mm -hmm. broken spirit dryeth the bones. So that's where the, mm. the name heart medicine comes from. And, and, um, and so I've just been kind of building around that. A lot of things, uh, like everybody else, a lot of things fell off my calendar in 2020. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that survived was a women's conference in um, Bedford, Pennsylvania. And it was, it was a great opportunity where everything, uh, kind of came together that I, I was, um, the speaker, the, the keynote speaker for the women's conference, got to mm -hmm. share my story, got to do some Bible teaching. I also sang, I interwove some songs with that, um, songs that I've been doing for years and songs that I've written recently. And, and then also had the opportunity to, to counsel some women around that mm -hmm. event. And, um, so like one of the things that I've been doing now too is uh, I've started taking counseling courses just to, again, Ooh. sharpen myself to go along because, you know, I, I, I'm working on putting out books, I'm working out on putting out songs, but uh, they are things that kind of hit people at a deep place. So I, so I then have people coming to me to talk to me and to ask me about these things. And, and, you know, I, I, I have some counseling abilities from over the years, I believe, you know, and I believe the Lord helps me with that. But I, but at the same time, I, I, I want to get better at everything that this ministry entails. So, mm -hmm. um, so I'm really trying to, to build my counseling skills as well, because, um, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road. I want to, I want to help people change for the better. I want to help people uh, get closer to the Lord. And, and so um, I just need every ability that I can get to do that. Excellent. Oh man, this is, this is amazing. Okay. So, um, so, so during the, so during that conference, people mm -hmm. were coming, were coming up to you, correct? Like they were yes. coming up to you and yes. asking like how they can get involved. Um, yes. And well, and also, and also just looking for, um, for personal counseling for assistance, you know, I mean, where, where you finish speaking and you have somebody come up to you sobbing and, and, and now what do I do with this? You know? Yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah. So, but that event, uh, that week, I should say, just definitely showed me that this is the direction that I need to go in and I need to, I need to be um, building my skills. And I also need to be looking for every platform that I can get to sow this seed that the Lord has given mm -hmm. me, you know, and to, to, to um, just 
uh, give the message out to, to women in particular in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Have you, have you thought about doing something like a podcast? I, I actually I actually do my devotionals as a podcast. And no it's kidding. Some, yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's I started through Spreaker. Uh huh. Yep. And the Spreaker. And yep. um, so basically, what I do is uh, I had one of my one of my friends who's been who's been kind of a mentor to me. She said, you know. I, I'm just so busy. I really wish that I could listen to your devotionals. Mm-hmm. And um, so that got me to thinking, you know, I, I wonder if I could do that. I wonder what, could, what would I have to do? And so I found Spreaker mm-hmm. and um, basically I just read the devotional at this point. So it's kind of a work in progress Yeah. that I'm trying to improve the format maybe, but mm-hmm. um. But it just it just allows me to put out an um, audio file with yep. each uh, with each written file, you know, and and so that people can mm-hmm. listen to the devotional if they're not able Excellent. to read it. Yeah. Excellent. And what's the name of the show? It is Heart read? Medicine Devotions. Yeah. Just Heart Medicine Devotions. All right. Yes. You're already here, on- folks. You know, definitely, you know, go there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's on, it's on Castbox. It's on Apple podcasts. Um, there you go. it's on iHeartRadio. radio, few different, mm-hmm. few different formats. So is it on Amazon yet? I don't, I don't believe it's on Amazon. Definitely but... submit it. They, they've opened up the doors for, for podcasts now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. My, my show is, uh, my show just recently got on there. So very um, nice. Yeah, it's got it's got on there, and it just uh, just a couple of weeks ago it got on Pandora. So it's uh, very very exciting times for for yes. podcasts these days. So I'm glad that you've taken that opportunity to um, to take advantage of that. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the books themselves, because you said you have three books now that you that um, that, yes. uh, that you have out. All right, so how did they how did they get started? You mentioned the uh, you mentioned the contest at the beginning. Yes. And so basically once I won the contest, I put together, uh, I had already been sending out devotions at that point for like three or four years. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I had, uh, like 60 devotionals that Mm -hmm. I, um, compiled into a book, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of, just kind of honed them a little and, and, but, Basically, uh, producing books has been a pretty easy process for me just because since they are devotionals, uh, it's not too overwhelming. You know, I'm, a, I'm uh, having, having a young child and, and having a lot of different um, ministry uh, responsibilities and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy for me that I'm kind of working on one devotional at a time. And, Mm -hmm. um, which is like less than a thousand words. And, and then, uh, once I've assembled enough of them, then I just go ahead and put a book together. And, um, but it's, it's great. I have, I have people that are always like, when's the next book coming out? When's the next book? (laughs) I'll get there. It's coming. It's coming. So I'm always working on the next collection. Excellent. And that's always a great thing to hear whenever, whenever a reader comes up to you and says like, when, when's the next one coming out because yes. I need to know when the next one is coming out. Like that's, yes. 
that's an amazing feeling. It doesn't, it doesn't happen to me very often with my own books, but they're there. <laughs> and, and I, and I'm, I am incredibly grateful to them for, um, for, for that sort of reaction. I'm glad that, that they can, they can feed into that. Yeah. Um, so, so you mentioned before that you do, you started off with ghostwriting. Yes. What was, what was that experience like? And was there someone in particular that was taking the credit or is it just something mm-hmm. that was, was, that had no credit altogether? There was a pastor that I worked for and um, he had a regular um, radio spot mm-hmm. and it was, so it was a daily, uh, it was a daily radio spot called um, the encouraging word. And mm-hmm. he started writing them himself. But then as the church grew, it became the kind of thing where he, you know, had too many other responsibilities to be doing the, the daily writing because he literally needed five spots a week. It was a Monday mm-hmm. through Friday thing. And right. so um, and I was there in more of an administrative position. But as they got to know me, they realized that that I had a lot of writing skills and, and particularly loved to do creative writing. So, um, so over, over time I took over the writing for those spots Mm. and, um, and it was, it was great. It was a real blessing, but, um, but it was for somebody else's voice, you know, and, um, it was, it was following, following a format that was already established and, and writing in somebody else's voice. So, so while it was definitely a a blessing to be able to do that and a great training ground for me, um, I'm very blessed now to be able to write from my own heart and to be able to write about the things that, that the Lord has shown me or is working on in me or, uh, wants to do through me. Excellent. It's kind of like the, um, kind of like that conference all over again with the spotlight on you while you're, while you're there singing and speaking in your own voice, Mm -hmm. using your own experiences to amplify that. It's very much like, um, I'm not sure if you heard the episode. This was a brief episode that I did back in 2019, Mm -hmm. but it was simply called a call to action. And it was me basically just putting it out there. I didn't have a guest that week. Mm-hmm. And I just basically just said to everyone to stop, um, stop, sh- stop stepping away from the spotlight whenever it's on you to yes. claim who it is that you are and, and run with it because there's someone out there that needs to, that needs to hear, that needs to hear your story. And yes. especially to anyone who's, in a creative, working in a creative aspect, any sort of writer, artist, songwriter, filmmaker, whatever, the moment you set that out there into the world, you're saying, I matter. I have something here that matters. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you step away from that spotlight, you're basically saying, I matter, but not really. So what is the point in that? Go, Go all out with it. So that is a perfect illustration of that. The fact that you were, you were, writing for someone else using their voice, but all of a sudden here you have an opportunity to present your own voice and, and you go with it. I think that's, I think that's an amazing thing. And I think that, that a lot of people out there really need to hear and heed because who knows, who knows what they have, who, who knows what they have to offer. We don't know until they bring it forward. Right. And, and from a Christian perspective, 
you know, mm -hmm. we, uh, we shy away from, uh, from lifting ourselves up. But, but the thing is that it's, it's about bringing glory to God. And, and, and mm -hmm. that's how you bring glory to him. He put the, the gifts in you. He gave you the opportunities. He has ordered everything that has gone on in your life. He's the sovereign Lord of the universe. And he, uh, he gets the glory when you take the things that have happened, when you take the things that he's put in you and, and you just really uh, grow them and use them and and give them away to people mm -hmm. who need it so yeah. um so yeah there i think that, that you know again we can jump back to you quoting rick warren at the beginning that mm -hmm. you know the it all comes back that that there's purpose in all of this yeah and um and you know so many times i think we get stuck in life because we focus on the bad aspects and we get this idea that you know that life is over life will never be the same we'll never get past this and that is that is just that is just all completely untrue as long as my father used to say as long as you've got breath in your body and sense in your head mm -hmm. you still have the opportunity to uh to keep going and to keep moving forward and to keep moving onward and upward. And, and I believe that's what the Lord wants for all of us. He wants us to, to not get stuck in one place, to not wallow in what, what could have been, or to not wallow in what we wish we had done, but to, but to keep moving on, to keep learning from it and to keep growing. And, um, and as you said, there will always be someone out there who needs to see someone else who made it past that point. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so that's, so that's just a real blessing. It just, it, it blesses everybody all the way around. It blesses the person who, who needs to feel like there's purpose in what they've been through. It blesses the person who, who is still struggling to move on from something or is still struggling to find their way to the next thing. And, and it gives the glory to God. So it is just, a win-win-win. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And now if anyone were to want to start listening to um, to your ministries, start listen, uh, mm -hmm. reading your devotions, is there a particular starting point that you recommend or can they just jump in anytime? Yes, they can jump in anytime. They can go to myheartmedicine.com and, and there are devotionals you can read on there. There are the the podcast links are on there as well. Um, some newer things I've started doing now is I'm doing some uh, YouTube videos where I speak a little bit. There's links mm. to all of that stuff on there. And and also um, contact information uh, if for speaking engagements or singing or that. I'm always looking to, to grow that aspect in particular as well. And, um, and so myheartmedicine.com is definitely the starting place. And, and, and of course, Heart Medicine is also on Facebook and uh, everything is available through Amazon. And so uh, lots of different ways to access it. And uh, I even have a Heart Medicine app. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So well, tell us um, a little bit about this. <laughs> well, it was just another one of my crazy ideas, George, mm -hmm. that maybe mm -hmm. I could make an yeah. app out of all of this. So, so, um, yeah, I definitely app. want to hear about this. So, yeah. 
<laughs> so there's an app available on Google Play and mm -hmm. on um, on uh, the iTunes store and mm -hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, the app store. And um, right. basically you can read devotionals through that as well. You can mm -hmm. um, or you can listen to them. It's got all the links there and, you know, just makes it a little uh, so it renders better on on your mobile device and uh, just so that you can easily access all the different things. And um, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm always looking for the, for the next uh, thing that I can use to just yeah. get the message out. And that just seemed like a really good way to do it right now. You know, people are very into apps at this point and it's, yes, they it's are. perfect. Yep. It's perfect yeah. for the media. So I got to ask now, because that's something that has always kind of been in the back of my mind, wondering like, I can, how am I supposed to get this out there to as many ears mm -hmm. or, you know, like apps and everything or um, phones as possible? How am I supposed to do that? And I've always thought about the possibility of an app, but it always seemed like something that I would need so much more of a background to get to that point where I can actually develop it. No, How did you, you get really, that together? You really, really uh, you know, George, you know, technology, it's, it's, there are so many sites now that kind of take the guesswork out of that stuff for you. The awesome. stuff where you used to have to be a programmer to figure it mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And, and, and now if you just have a, a moderate amount of computer experience, you can pretty much work your way through it. I found that with, I use um, constant contact for yep. uh, email distribution and mm -hmm. they provide templates and provide all of the uh all of the background database and everything for, for email merges. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I've used, I used to use a company called custom church apps. There's mm -hmm. also, and they were absorbed by Subsplash, which is another uh, Christian app company. But mm -hmm. the one I'm using currently is Swift tech, mm. which has a very easy platform to uh, to plug in your branding elements and to plug in uh, your different uh, links to you know whatever your website or whatever social media platforms or uh, podcasting platforms you might be using. So yeah. um, so I would recommend that for anybody who's looking to uh, to turn out an app for their media and. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just always searching out those things. I've, I've always got something that I'm working on. Another, another um, I should probably just for anyone who's uh, doing music, mm -hmm. um, because it's since, since you have a creative community that you built, George, if there are people out there who are writing or recording music, you definitely want to get on DistroKid. And uh, DistroKid is uh, another one of those platforms where you can um, you can upload your music, and it's it's very inexpensive to have an account, and it's unlimited downloads once you pay for your annual account, and right. they will distribute it on like every music platform known to man, you know, they will distribute it on iHeartRadio and they will distribute it on the iTunes store and uh, Amazon music and everywhere, Spotify. So, um, 
So those are just some, some great things that I've found that are relatively inexpensive, very mm -hmm. user-friendly, but yeah. allow you to uh, distribute your media to just a huge international audience. Fabulous. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. I'm so, I'm so excited now. Like, and so, uh, so yeah, I, I can already, I can already see uh, some amazing things happening for, um, for you, for, um, for heart medicine oh, in the, in the near future. I really thank do. So I think that you have a terrific message. I think that, uh, that you have a very inspiring message and I'm looking forward to seeing how far it can go because really the sky's the limit for, for something like this. Right. And I hope that all of you have taken the same thing to mind. I hope that all of you remember what we have spoken about, what Rick Warren had said that inspired this whole conversation in the first place, how, what, you know, how, when, how God smiles when you be you. That's basically, yes. basically it. How, he has wired you to do certain things. And when you are actually doing those things, then so many opportunities open and your mind itself just opens up to all the possibilities that are there. Yes. I hope that all of you remember that. I hope all of you heed that. And for Greta Brokaw, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. And I will see you next week. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. If you've never been an Audible customer and want to see what they offer, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And with this free 30-day trial, you'll have your pick of it all. You can hear books of all genres narrated by Jim Dale, Stephen Fry, Will Patton, Alex Hyde-White, Jeff Brick, Neil Shaw, William Demerit, and even a few by me, George Soroy. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and start your own 30-day journey with Audible today.